Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And this is our marvelous review of Morbius. Or could it be just another Batman movie? Don't you shame Batman. Spoilers. Sony just released another Spider-Man spinoff, even though he was not ever announced in any of the Spider-Man films. But if you're a Spider-Man fan, you would know that Morbius from the Spider-Man world. By the time we're reviewing this, we've just seen it on a Sunday. It premiered last Friday. In my opinion, it falls borderline same tempo of Venom 2. Oh, definitely more or less copy. It was more of a serious approach. Um, for those who have never read a comic book or seen any of the Spider-Man cartoons, Morbius, he was a villain that became an anti-hero. And I don't know too much about him, but I know that Ian Blade and Spider-Man has some entanglement. Well, if memory serves correct, he was, and I could be wrong. So anybody in our audience, if you want us to quote where we're wrong, please correct us in the comments. But he was primarily a Spider-Man villain to start off with. And that mm -hmm. was both in the comics and in the animated series. And then he mm -hmm. became a villain to other characters. But it was more like a villain out of, uh, he had no choice, you know, because he was drawn by blood. And of course, Blade right. got into the mix because, you know, that's what Blade does, vampires. And then eventually he became, kind of like Venom did, a anti-hero where he'll feed, but he'll feed on quote-unquote bad guys. And then mm -hmm. he joined the Midnight Suns, which that interacted him with, like, other characters like Moon Knight, Blade, uh, Werewolf by Night, a Swamp Thing, Ghost Rider, most notably, uh, Hannibal King. Uh, take your pick. They've pretty much all been part of Midnight Suns at one right. point or the other. And quick note, again, this is not part of the MCU. Yeah, it's more part of the, the Sony-verse. Correct. But in credits, and say otherwise. And we'll talk about the okay, credits good. because I, I, I got some right. clarity about that too. Like I said before, the storyline was very blasé. The origin was very vague. His best friend who turned enemy, Milo, or Lucian, a.k.a. Milo, it felt like how... It was with Venom, where one person gets the powers, and then you have someone who is the bad version. One is for good, one represents evil. And they don't really go was, to the main character as the bad guy. They pretty much right off the bat, right. like he's kind of like an anti-hero right off the bat. Right. It's like he just he has that one little incident, but it doesn't really show that. Yeah, he's a good guy at heart because we say that we see that he saves his best friend who he's almost dying. He saves him. That shows that he has the smarts. And then we see that he goes to a school to study. And then he gets nominated for a, a Nobel Peace Prize, which he turns down. But we don't see like any real trauma of him being bullied. Something like that. We see that with Milo. It was just for one incident. We don't see that as continuous as he grows up. We just see them as kids. Then we just see them as adults. So for all we know, and the only harshness of life that he's had was the illness. Everything else was like easy peasy for him where Milo, which they never explained how Milo became wealthy. Right. Well, maybe it was just family. It's like, you know, like inherited. It could be that. But it doesn't indicate it a little bit because he has bodyguards in the beginning. And so he must have rubbed someone the wrong way, maybe doing a, a cutting a business deal, what have you. Yeah. How he got wealthy or is it inherited or was it self-made? We don't know. And I did refer to Batman because a lot of bats. This is true. 
he goes into that moment in there right and all yes and then the music it felt very batman the music felt like i was watching or listening to the batman score or chris nolan's batman i was like okay that's how it felt to me yeah and he goes into that glass cave and he embodies himself into it. He, he looks up like he welcomes them, just like Christian Bale did in the Nolan films. They touch him. They like not bite him, but I guess they trust him. Yeah. Like, you know, when you see that scene in um, Home Alone with the lady with all the birds on her, it's pretty much like. Right. That. The pace felt choppy. He didn't really felt for them. Like the girl that he was eating, there she is. And then she's not there. I was like, okay, what about the girl? You put time into that girl for her, but then she's and not the there end, anymore. You see her eyes and you're like, oh, she'd be back. No, no, no. Not the, not the doctor. I'm talking about the little girl that was oh, ill. Oh, the little girl. Yeah. I mean, for me, it felt like the flashback to when they were kids, it was not needed. It didn't add to the story. Yeah. It was clear they were their best friends. It was clear that Milo was his pretty much financial backer because they were both suffering and they would both get the cure. That was established. So again, having that kid part was not needed. No, well, here's the funny thing. Like in the comics, the, the father figure that you see in the movie, and I forget his name. Uh, right the doctor, now, yeah. The, the, the father figure doctor who ran mm-hmm. the hospital slash orphanage. He was actually supposed to be Morbius's best friend growing up. Oh. So they changed the script around that so that the Milo character... Or Lucius would be the best friend growing up. Was there a Milo Lucian in the books? I don't remember if there is a Lucian. Here's the weird thing. When I went into the movie, I, I knew a, you know, it's been pushed back like two, maybe three years, which is never Right, because of COVID. Uh, well, COVID and other yeah, reasons, but, they did reshoots too. Right, and but CGI. Like, stuff that was cut out, yes. which you could tell in the trailers too. And the, when they first advertised it, they said this is going to be Marvel's first true horror film, if I remember correct. A PG-13. There are PG-13 horror films. There are pretty good. Sixth Sense. That's considered a horror or is a suspense kind of situation. But there are ones that are pushing that limit. So I was I was hopeful. I'm like, maybe they just do it without the blood and they can get away with the PG-13. Which I'll get to that because there is no blood. Maybe a little bit of spittle. Right. There is some blood when like after a fact where like he's his hands are bloody or the neck is like. You don't really see much on the neck when he slashes and whatnot. Right. I'm going to call it out right now. The story did not hit the way that I thought it was going to hit, the way that I heard descriptions and so forth, and the way that the trailers originally painted it. Mm-hmm. I thought, one, maybe they're going to really paint him as the bad guy to start off with, and he's a mm-hmm. guy who's really conflicted with his inner beast, like a Jekyll mm-hmm. Hyde kind of situation. That was kind of like how Morbius was as a character. He was pretty much your werewolf character. At During the day, he became super weak, Almost like he was originally, and then but he was functional, and at night is when the hunger really kicked in, and he changed, right. and he had no control over his physical look. He didn't stay looking primarily human at night. Mm-hmm. He had that pale, monstrous look, and so I'm like, okay, so maybe this is like a horror film in the sense that the cops are trying to get him. He's evading the cops, and he can't control his hunger, and he's going to kill people, and he's fighting to gain control. And then I find out there's a villain. Okay. And I and I, I put it together. I'm like, uh, of course, they're going to do a, like another vampire or whatever. And maybe that'll introduce actual vampires because mm-hmm. he's supposed to be the only living vampire. I'm just going to the, this was the expectations I no, wanted. No, no, right. No, I, and, I would expect there'll be a great vehicle to also introduce Blade. Exactly. And, and so that's why I was thinking, this is the thoughts that I'm having going in. And I'm hearing right. bad reviews. I'm like, no, maybe they're just missing yeah. the mark here. No, yeah. they missed it. 
by a mile. I saw some reviews that was bad, and I then I saw some reviews after watching the movie, and people, are like, oh my god, this is the best Marvel movie ever. I'm like, one, what movie did you actually see? Or can you share with me what you're smoking? Because yeah, yeah it could be great if you're high. I can see there it would have been good. That are good. I do like some of the. Oh no, yeah, Jared Leto. He's a phenomenal actor. Even actually, all the actors in it were actually legit actors. But this has seemed like Sony was too involved and not let actors really do what they could do or let the director have 99% of the control of shooting the film. It's like sport owners telling the athletes how to play, even though they never played a day in their life, mm -hmm. but they have the money. They don't have the experience. Right. Yeah. Trust me when I say my brother was right. It feels choppy. There's so many different scenes that felt like they cut out or they cut around to try to compensate. Like Tyrese talks about his arm. And you see mm -hmm. his arm like at the end scene in the darkness right. in the middle of a crowd. And I'm like, right. wait a minute. He said, you're the reason my arm was saved. That looks like a cybernetic arm. Did he get a cybernetic implant arm? Like, right. was he, he does. In the previews, there's a, a wider shot or a different shot, which also is crazy because the, com the commercials are trailers for this, even though I try not to see them. But when they popped up, I saw them, and they're not in the movie. Yeah, or they've been re-edited. Oh, right. You like the one where he says, "If you're not planning to stay, you better leave now." The, right where you know the the, uh, yeah, the bats yeah. come at him. Or when he goes, there's a whole I'm big Venom. line. He doesn't even say that. He says, "Oh, I'm just kidding." No, he just goes, "I'm Venom," and he doesn't go, "I'm right. just kidding." He drops that. Line. That's what I'm saying, and that's the comical part. I feel like there's a director's cut of this. I hate to be that. There guy. should be, and it needs to be without Unreal. the young kids. Yeah, a director's cut yes. or rated R. The action scenes were horrendous. Why? Because I couldn't appreciate it. I couldn't see. It was all CGI. It was all that art smoke that he. they yeah. all had trailed, which I don't understand. Like, why was there a mist around them? I it know. made no sense with that mist. I felt like it was, they were farting because maybe it was shit. No, well, that's why. Maybe the only thing I can think of is like in the comics, he goes into a mist form. Okay, you know what? If you want to go into a mist form and that's us which, watching that every now and then, cool. But don't do that for his perception for everything and then go into that because then it blurs everything else. Your Venom reference was perfect because Venom mm -hmm. 1 and Venom 2, they both have the same kind of concept and error with the fight scenes where the characters right. literally merge as they fight. Yes. Yeah. The mist stuff was covering us. I, I couldn't really appreciate it. I did like how his ears were rattling like the... Like the like that the the airwaves, the sound air. waves. Yeah. That's kind of cool. But that was pretty much it. It was annoying where they're changing back to human to vampire, human back to... I was like, but stay with... Uh, like every time they talked, mm -hmm. they would change into it. Or when Jared Leto also like will take the blood, be it red or artificial, it was the same mannerism. Like he'll take it like he's dying of thirst and then he'll like give a, like a, like a mm -hmm. grunt. I don't know. It's like he's going through really a system. Show him drinking the blood. Yeah. Like he has, he has his fists. Like, oh, like, yeah. Even the artificial one. Exactly. Which is so weird. I mean, like you would think at one moment he just like suck it like a straw. No, because it has a straw. Oh. Listen, and why? Yeah. You just, you just like, like yes, exactly right. That's what I was about to say. Don't get me started also in the sense, Lucian Milo, same guy in the orphanage, AKA hospice, whatever that was. Michael had multiple people though, come and go, come and go either die because they couldn't find a cure enough. It was too late that one Milo, he passed on. Then another kid came into that bed. That's the next Milo. So he just, for his, I guess he did that to save his heart for being broken so many times and not to be so emotionally invested. Yeah. 
into the next kid. So he just called him Milo. I understood that, but I just forgot what I was going to say. Oh no, when, when Milo goes into the cell, when he's arrested, and how's he arrested? He could have just overpowered the cop no, and did. dodged the bullet. Just like, like he did before. Hero. He's like, I'll just go with you. But he was escaping and then he just could have escaped another way. He didn't know he could fly at the time. That's right. That's right. Okay. The whole cell scene with him and Milo and Milo leaves a thing of blood and then leaves a cane. I was like, wait a minute. If he's a lawyer or not, they will search him for anything that it could be given to the prisoner and they will not bring him into the cell. Yeah. They'll put him in a public spot where they could, you know, or in a private room, not in the cell. They would not go into the jail cell or the holding cell. They will go into a, like I said, either a room where they can be watched or a visiting area where multiple prisoners are visiting their family or the family's visiting, visiting the prisoners and there's several guards. So that was like bogus. Visitors are made sure they don't bring anything that can be harmful to other cellmates or to the guards or to the prisoner that they can, you know, possibly kill themselves or what have you. But the guy had a bag and then he leaves his cane and it was more like a... Um, it was like that homage to the last scene of a uh, scary movie. Uh, un uh, unusual Suspects. Or, it was Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Soze. <laughs> he was walking with a limp and then he comes out without a limp, walking all straight and all confident. I was like, wow, that was like, this, this is a terrible yell here. Or prison, this is a terrible prison. And... I didn't get that he's like he was trying to kill his best friend and his father figure. I took it as that that one I was like, scene he was like envious or jealous of Morbius all this time. Well, he was getting all the recognition because yeah. his work and stuff like that. I understand that, but it was like the same token. This is your best friend, and he says he's gonna try to find a cure, and now he says you can't have the cure. I mean, that scene with them says you can't have it. It's a curse. It was that was. I think that was pretty weak. Yeah, that was a little bit. Weak. You you would think it'd be a little more intense, a little more see the anger come out of Milo, get a little better understanding, saying like, you know, I, I asked you for years, we'll say this, we together, and this is how you're going to repay me, all that stuff. But no, I was like, fine, I'll leave. And then he takes it and then he wants to destroy everything. Like, of course, they're using the, the Spartacus quote, a few against the many, that I kind of understand. Drive that home. And the whole scheme of things, it was, I didn't feel for either of them to understand where they're coming from. And they missed a the mark there that, Something that was or left on the cutting room floor that it should have been kept in. True. You would think that Michael, who just got the serum and was cured, how would he be able to walk that easily? You would think it would be just a little time getting used to it. But when he got the serum and after he went all bonkers and blacked out and killed all those people on the ship, he was walking, jogging, running. I was like, but how do you know that when your whole life you've been in crutches? You know, you, know, you follow me? And then when he's getting weak and the serum is wearing off, his like his body looks like it's snapping or yeah. breaking. Like which didn't happen that reminded Milo's character. Right. It didn't happen, nor it didn't really happen with him. His body wasn't cracking. Mm -hmm. He was just not couldn't walk. But it reminded me of the Chantress from the first Suicide Squad, how she was walking and snapping at the oh, end of the movie. Okay. But the cops, they had cool chemistry, the cops together. Thought. Yeah, they kind of did. It would have been nice, like you said earlier, if they took it out of point of view of the cops. Or if they're going to focus on Morbius, focus on him having a real struggle. And then him and right. the real enemy is both him and having to evade the cops and the cops be on his ass the entire time. Or with the cops doing it and then they're finding the clues. And as you're finding the clues, we're getting more informed of that character. We can see a little backstory. So we're just seeing more and more of Morbius. Morbius. 
through the eyes of the cops. Even though he's the lead, he's more of the supporting character. I think that would have been a better story. It would and... have been a more unique take on the story. And that was, yeah. you know what? Maybe I just had a, like a totally different perspective of how it should be. But when you come out and you say you're going to come out with something different that Marvel hasn't done before and you're going to make a horror thing, my mind starts going right. places. And right. I'm like, that would have been a great idea because you, you don't want to build something that people can just follow along. You want something that lets their minds play games and really trick with them. If Perfect example is the Batman and the Joker and Joker, not the Joker, but Joker. Mm -hmm. They brought that in a different perspective, a different approach, which makes those two movies very unique. True. And appreciative and also the mist thing i can understand the mist from the powers is the same but it goes with what they're wearing so if he's wearing an orange jumpsuit the mist is orange he's wearing a purple coat the mist goes purple it just seemed like okay it's just an extension of himself of what he's wearing nothing eternally yeah. out the only thing that was horrible or horror aspect for me is when the nurse was grabbed to get killed that scene the scene. hallway like scene. scene but that was the only thing that was you can categorize truly as horror yeah but she's being followed by the lights flickering when you go into it um, and then she hits it and then you see a, a fist or a hand come and grab her throat so that was horror yeah that was a little uh scary it made me jump but that was it now i'm gonna mention this scene as a scene i liked only because it was so cheesy that it gave me a laugh at the end are you talking about the uh the street fighter thing too it, it was like did you notice fighter. that it was like did you see fighter. that yeah oh i absolutely did that's why i laughed it, because it, it, uh, do you remember the movie Dracula Untold? I'll say no because I, don't, like I, a... I, I get done with the, I, I know who the, the actor is and all this stuff. Yeah. I just get done with films like that where say Dracula changes into a bat and goes back to human form and the clothes are still on. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I get done with that. I saw with Van Helsing with, with um, Hugh Jackman when they were doing that. I was like, I'm done. Um, this movie sucks. How do you change it from a... No, I'm sorry. No, if you are wearing clothes that you just grab from your neighbor's backyard and then you're going somewhere and then you change it into a bat or a, 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 another being or animal and you come back to human form, you are not wearing the clothes, okay? Go into a smaller size. So oh. the movie Dracula Untold is basically supposed to be like the origin of Dracula and paints him more as an anti-hero. Like he, he became a vampire to save his people and it was, supposed, mm -hmm. and it was like a trial, a test. And he basically failed in that test. Right. But in the movie, he learns to control bats and he like takes on an army with an army of bats. Pretty much the same way Morbius does. But Not do the, the Haruken. In that movie, did he, they show how he learned to do that. Yes. Did they show it here? I'm just saying Dracula Untold did a better job of him showing how to control bats and it did it in the cooler well, way. Here, right. I saw that and I'm like, Dracula Untold, Street Fighter, Love Child, Morbius. And because he basically right. summoned all the bats, doesn't know how. And yeah. um, because it was like a cry for help. Well, for me, it was a touch of Aquaman because his hand was in the water. It started like pulsing, like the solar thing that Aquaman has. I did not realize there was that? that many bats in the New York sewers. I thought the myth was alligators, but event, evidently. Rats. Right. And yes. And then I see the, the bats come in. They they bring them onto his feet and make them float like Batman in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So they, Batman they begins. Like he's new Bat Jesus. And I see uh, Milo like, what the hell? Then he cut back to Morbius, and his hands are like ready to, or like yeah, here, he's ready to fire off. Thing, he forms like he's going uh, Kamehameha. 
He's generating all the. Yeah, I'm surprised that we didn't see a glow or light <laughs> summering from that. And then he that's, throws, that's you know, the mist, does, the mist is the glow. Yes, this well. <laughs> and then he does the palm strike, whatever, to to I guess target the bats mm-hmm. to hit his boy, uh, to hit his boy. Excuse me for the mic. And then Kim, you know, she saw it with me, and she, after the movie, she's like, "Wait a minute! If Morbius and Milo the same serum in their system, and he." King, all the bats. I know. Wouldn't Milo just, be able to just? Would Milo be able to deflect? This was my same thought, and someone out there is going to make the argument. But Milo never socialized with the bats, so he never became friends with them. I understand. Yeah, by the same the token, bat, but not the bats in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. And then there's like Milo took the serum later, but was a hell of a lot stronger than Morbius. Mm-hmm. Granted, maybe because he accepted it, he embraced and he, that. And he feeds regularly. And he eats regularly, right. Another thing that was, I found crazy too, before that, when they first fight, when he comes out and he's in an orange suit and they go into the subway system, they're fighting. If you notice that, like, they were walking casually around them, not running away. They were at the top of the escalators, yeah, yeah, there. But when they fell down and boom and crashed, they're like, oh, look at these two guys. I mean, that's, it is very New York that way, too. And then again, Martin, the love interest of Morbius. That was very Venom for me, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially Carnage. When the cop changes, we're her, and then she changes at the end. Plus, I never got the whole thing. She, they kiss, and she bites his lip hard enough. Yeah, to, and then she, and then she I, licks it. Dude, she I'm bites like, the lip, and that's like this. I was like, ill for one. And I said, oh, she's going to turn. But she took the blood inside of her, and that. But no, then she, then he freaking devours her. And she still turns. <laughs> it was just a little weird that she licked her lips like that. I'm sorry. It was just a little okay. This is a little um, another it, level here, not PG-13. It would have made more sense if she had the, because there was two serums. Milo took one, right? He had one serum left, and the two anti as well. It would have made more sense if she took the last serum, or Milo right. took it from her and injected her with her with him. There was two vials where you can say that's where Milo took the vial when he was confronting Michael. Yeah. And so that left and they got an- and got angry. Yeah, it got angry and stormed off. Yes, you're right. And then Michael made two anti-serums. He only used one. He used it on on Milo. Exactly. So that, right. that means there's one But he was supposed to use it on himself. Exactly. So there, he never did. Two vials left: one anti, one actual Morbius uh, juice. So they'll both exist. Mm-hmm. No one ever answers what happened to those. It would have made sense if one of them got no. destroyed or something like that. But again, say they were fighting through that one of them broke. So yeah. this is his last chance. So he has to call the bats and all this. Stuff, you know, it's a mess. Let's just <laughs> say what it is. It is a mess. It, it was choppy. I can't find any really good points except for the end credit. Well, no, and there's two it. of them. Uh, arguably, the best scene for uh, like a horror motif was the nurse scene. Okay, that. But for me, like my total enjoyment overall was the first end credit scene. Yes. We see the skies change colors. And if you're following the MCU, that's a tie-in to No Way Home. Correct. The weird part is instead of uh, the character being brought to the Marvel Universe, Vulture got sent to the Sony Universe. Where like like in Venom, or uh, let there be Carnage, Venom went to the MCU Universe. Exactly. And then went back at the end of No Way Home. Which makes no sense. But I accept it. I'll go with it for it makes no sense how the spell worked and how they ended the spell because then that meant other people like MJ should have been kicked out of the universe 
you know, if, mm-hmm. just for knowing Spider-Man. What should have happened, just like with Venom, he should have gone and went back. Yeah, I, that would have made sense. Because Morbius and Venom are in the same universe. Yeah, but now it seems like he's it, staying, which still doesn't make sense. This leads up to the, the other part, that's the weird part. Because he's in both end credit scenes. That, don't go there yet. Because I want to still talk about this one. So you do Listen, like I love. Oh, I do love the. I love the first one. I was like, okay, this is why I paid nothing to watch this movie because you know, my membership. Like I said, I love Michael Keaton. It's like that. But again, what we saw in the commercials, what we saw in the trailers, was not in that scene. At all. We see him. He shows up in a jail cell, and he says, "I hope the the grub is better here, or the slop is better here. Food. Like he knew right away that he's not in his world. He knew something was different. In the trailers, we always assumed that he was talking to Michael around a jail at one time. Like, hey, I'll see you around. Or he goes, what's up, doc? Something like that, right? But no, they just put him in a car. It's like, since this guy showed up from out of nowhere, he may be released. And he was, which led us into the second end credit, which makes no sense to me at all. I agree with you because for those of you who've watched this movie, he's in his vulture out. I'm going to call out right now. There's two reasons why it doesn't make sense. One, he he never built the vulture outfit. It was the other guy in the Spider-Man homecoming movie who built the vulture outfit. So unless he finds some of equal intelligence or the same dude to build him the outfit, that makes no sense. Two, it's from Chitari Tech alien technology yes where does he get that tech to redo the vulture outfit and it looks almost identical to what he's done in the other movie makes right. no sense whatsoever then he goes to morbius like there's a communication somewhere like how did vulture able to communicate to morbius because it was it was almost like morbius knew where to go like he was following a gps yeah to go somewhere and then he's there and then vulture shows up and says, hey, we know we have a Spider-Man to deal with. Which almost led to believe that it will be like a Sinister Six yeah. approach. And, and uh, Even though I don't think Morbius... Like, I'm sure I can blame Spider-Man. And like we, I, like we could do a lot of good things for this world. So it does feel like Sinister Six or like a Dark Dark Avengers kind of situation. Well, see, for Dark Avengers, it's been the MCU because they're already, they're already getting that. Either that or the Thunderbolts in the MCU. So I don't know. It'd be a, an Avengers. The only thing I can but, think of that may have worked. But again, this goes into you're giving us these details without no explanation. The only thing I can think mm-hmm. of is like when he got transported, his tech got transported too. But again. Which makes no sense though. I, yeah, exactly. There's no logical w- reason why he got there, why he knows how to do this mm-hmm. stuff and so forth. It's a cool scene. But the other scene right. throws it out the water. Because now you're like, I was confused before. Now I'm completely lost. And to go back to the original trailers and commercials where we saw more, there are clips where Michael's walking through the city and there's posters calling Spider-Man murderer. And that poster is the same Spider-Man of the Ramiverse. But there was no scene in the movie with that Spider-Man. No posters labeling murderer. Granted, there are newspapers with the Daily Bugle, just like it was in the paper form, not where we saw No Way Home, where it was more like a InfoWars channel. It could be still in that Sammy universe, possibly, but we didn't see it because they cut that out. But now, which Spider-Man are they going to go after? Will it be now Obi's Spider-Man or will it be Andrew's Spider-Man? Because I doubt they'll be with the... Tom? I doubt that for sure. I don't know anymore. I mean, I don't know. they could be going after Venom for all we know because they did at least reference Venom. But that's not Spider-Man. I will say this. I'm at just... one point, I thought they were referencing uh, Xavier uh, when he was like, we're going to send you to a school in New York for gifted children. Oh, yes. The virus of muta- uh, mutation? Is he, is he a mutant? Is that why he's so smart and but handicapped? But nothing else. That was nope. just me being no. like a fanboy. Well, let's give our reviews. Waste of money. 
or was that waste of time? Waste of time. Yes. If you paid, it'd been a waste of money. Well, luckily with me and you, we do a AMC monthly where we can see three movies a week. Not really no loss in a sense of money, but loss of time. Mm-hmm. If they make a part two, I will not see it unless there are some credible characters there. They add Venom or possibly Spider-Man. Or Blade. Which I doubt because of Blade now as part of the MCU. But we'll see with uh, Doctor Strange's Madness. Who knows? I know they're making a Craven movie. I'll wait. It goes on to streaming. Whatever. I am not going to see like, ooh, now I'm interested. No, I'm good. I knew this was going to be a letdown. I was proven right. Yeah. Now, for those who liked it, please tell us what made you like it. Is it because you think that Jared Leto is hot? Yeah, he's a very attractive guy. He's a in great build. He's a guy in his fifties that's built like in his twenties. He looks young and he looks great. But this movie is really it's not the best Marvel movies. This is like bad Eternals bad. This is let there be carnage bad. There are much better Marvel films, be it MCU, be it X Men from Fox. I'm sorry, this is this was a waste of time. <laughs> Guys, there you go. That's our Marvel's review of Morbius. Again, if you agree with our thoughts or if you disagree, please let us know. Don't be shy. Speak your mind. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you.